Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For us, to really help support the idea of choice, which is central to Odyssey, we really wanted to reflect that in all elements. So we're focusing on the voice, we're focusing on music, sound effects, ambiences, all other elements, uh, everything that makes a sound in the game. You're listening to Game Makers. I'm Charles Adam Foster Simard from Ubisoft. We're continuing our series on the audio and music in Ubisoft games, In this episode, we're taking you to Ubisoft Quebec, the lead studio on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, an action-adventure role-playing game released in 2018. AC Odyssey is set in ancient Greece, with players taking on the role of an outcast Spartan mercenary, Alexios or Cassandra, and traveling across a beautiful open world in search of their past. In this episode of Game Makers, you'll learn more about how the audio team recreated the sounds of ancient Greece for that game character, combat, naval gameplay, music, and more. Here's Lydia Andrew, the audio director on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, on some of the innovations and features her team worked on for this game. The world team have done an incredible job. On Odyssey, they've built the biggest map I've ever seen. (laughs) And so for us, it was an amazing uh, opportunity to create a lot of different kinds of sounds for very varied locations. We have high snow-capped mountains, deserts, under the sea. We've created ambiences that support each of the the kind of regional themes of the biomes and and the sub-areas, so a a small area within that larger idea. But we've also created uh, two new approaches, an RFX approach, so a random sound effects approach that is 3D located in the world, so that as I move past trees, instead of just having a pad of birds singing, they're actually in that tree right now. I hear the birds there, I hear the squirrel there, I hear the insects there and it's in 3D and it changes and it evolves and depending on where I am in the world it's completely different. And we've also developed a system we're calling Trala. If there's five trees over here that's a different sensation. If there's a hundred trees over here it's different. It's not I'm surrounded by the forest, it's a location. And that's really brought a nice element to it because now, if it's windy in the game, it's windy in that tree right in front of me. Ah! 
With The Voices, we've worked very hard uh, because we're responsible for the casting in our department as well. We've worked very hard to find actors that we really felt jumped out of the screen that could captivate you with their voices, with their characterizations, so that you want to spend time with those people. You make the choice to do things for them, to engage with them, that you're intrigued by those people. So the voice and the performance, the characterization is very important to support the script and all the choices in the script. Now let's dive deeper into the sounds of the character in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Lydia spoke with Alexis Marzin, Romain Bigorn, and Steve Blezzi, who are all sound designers at Ubisoft Quebec, to talk about the sound design for gear and movement, horse riding, and combat. So what, what we try to do to, for, the, for the character is basically to, to have a nice, nice satisfying uh, navigation in this uh, rich world that we have in uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We really want it to be connected to our character. We put a lot of effort on the... Uh, gear customization on the multiple surfaces that we have. It, we have like uh, 33 surfaces in the world and we put a lot of effort in the implementation of all these sounds. And this is everything together we're hearing yes, at the moment. Yes, absolutely. So we can hear that we, we have what we call con contact events which are the hands and the, the feet and also we have a gear and an outfit layer plus all the honors, the efforts that we can hear. Yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, really uh, rich and uh, with a lot of uh, variety. So yeah, it was really important to us to make sure there was a lot of variety and variation because you're spending a lot of time with this character. And also what we were looking for is to have uh, a kind of rhythm inside the navigation. Sometimes we privilege that over the synchronization to have like a, a kind of groove inside the, the in our integration of the sounds mm -hmm. uh, so that you can feel connected to our character. Thanks very much, Alexi. So, Roman, uh, tell us a little bit more about the construction of the sound on the character. So, uh, as Alexi mentioned, um, the three main layers are the footsteps themselves, um, the cloth that we also uh, mentioned as outfit, and um, also uh, the gear. So, right now we are listening to only uh, the footsteps. So if you listen carefully, you will see that we're going from one surface to uh, another. As uh, Alexi mentioned, we have a lot of uh, different surfaces in the in the game. And this would change based on the shoe type that you'd selected for the character, yeah? It is also, we have also, uh, in fact, different variation based on the shoe type that you uh, equip or that the NPC equip, yes. Mm -hmm. And now we're adding a, a different layer in. Uh, right now we are listening only to the um, close layer actually with our player having the most basic outfit that we called fabric short. Now by entering the menu I'm gonna uh, equip uh, a skirt. As you can see the skirt is made of leather so this is uh, triggering uh, in the system to equip the, the audio outfit, the audio settings that's called fabric leather. And as we said, because customization is very important in Odyssey, we wanted to really support that with the audio and for the first time give these layers of granularity. So now we've equipped another layer. Yes, exactly. This is the first time that we gave uh, such amount of granularity in the, in the fully uh, 
of the character in the game. Uh, so this is the maximum uh, outfit. This is called armor heavy. When you can hear that there is um, clothes and uh, leather and a lot of uh, uh, metal clinking actually. Mm -hmm. That goes with the armor. And that's everything together. Yeah, so it's the first time that we've really uh, gone into this detail on the player because player choice was very important to the game and player choice was part of the customization system as well. What we wanted to uh, showcase uh, in the game was the fact that it was not going to be only visually that you get rewarding uh, um, for looting and, and purchasing more equipment. So we wanted also to showcase that sonically, that uh, you were improving your, your character and uh, entering like a, an RPG uh, environment. So that's mm -hmm. why we gave this amount of granularity so that it's, it's also uh, beyond the visual reward. You also get a sound reward by, uh, by yeah. equipping your character with different uh, layers of clothes and gear. And of course, another way we get around the world is using Phobos, our horse. Yes. Um, so for the horse, it's um, basically based on the same system. Uh, we have different layers. Uh, we have uh, the feet. We have, again, the close of the character. But these are different sounds. These are the sounds that are triggered because the character has uh, horse riding movements and not navigation movements. And another important layer, of course, are the vocalization of the horse. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if we didn't add in those layers of cloth that, again, are based on what equipment you have uh, equipped... Um, we wouldn't have that nice feedback of the movement of the character when they're riding. Yes, exactly. So having a, a lot of detail in the in the navigation of the horse and the, the fully triggered by the player is actually helping uh, also uh, the, that concept of groove and uh, and rhythm that Alexia mentioned because. Um, we are used to these sounds, we are used to listening to this in games or even in, in real life when we do ride uh, uh, horses or other animals. So uh, we, we, we need to feel that, that there's something very natural when we ride those, uh, those, those animals. And usually um, footsteps alone on a horse uh, doesn't give you that, uh, that realistic feeling enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Thanks very much, Roman, for taking us through more detail on the character navigation. You're welcome. So, Steve, let's talk a little bit about the combat in the game. Here I am firing my arrows. Maybe give us a bit more information about the different kind of arrows I have or how you worked on the sound for them. Well, right now we're looking at uh, the basic arrow. Um, the real fun gets into uh, life when you start crafting and going into your upgrades. Um, after a little bit of time, you're going to discover there's a variety of different arrow types. Uh, poison arrow, fire arrows, predator arrows. Um, and each one of them has its own unique sound signature. But one of the things that I wanted to do for the player when you're shooting the arrow is to have a system so that uh, it kind of represents if you have a weak shot or if you've held a, held the bow in, and, and charged it up for a long period of time. And the positioning, I think you spent time making sure I really know where that arrow is coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was actually pretty important because uh, someone can be shooting at you you know, a 100 meters away, and if you can't hear the arrow coming in, you have no idea where the enemy is. 
And then as we go through here, we've got a lot of different weapon types. What kind of layers of sound are on these weapons? Um, all the weapons have their own unique signatures for the attacks. Uh, and as the uh, weapon rarity goes up and down, um, they also have their own unique signatures. Uh, for the impacts, there's a lot of different layers playing at once. Uh, dry impact sounds, wet impact sounds, uh, and, and different levels of that based on how much damage each impact happens. And of course, we've also got the abilities on top of there. We've seen uh, poison, we've got fire here. I, I can set every kind of weapon on fire? Yeah, you can set every weapon on fire, and with your abilities, you will also unlock a lot of custom moves. For instance, slow-mo abilities here. Slow-mo, definitely. Uh, there's one set right there. And we're putting a, a filter on those sounds at that point? Yeah, when, you, when we do the slow-mo, we do a filter, but we don't just filter the entire world. We set different values for the attack, different values for the impact sounds, in fact, different values for the blood of that impact. Oh, it's really great to give the player that, that detailed feedback. And now we're in one of our epic big battles. <laughs> For the player's combat, you're using the same sounds, but to represent the entire battlefield, uh, there is another layer on top of that to uh, represent everybody on the battlefield, uh, and uh, one layer for the people that are way off in the distance, and then there's another layer that is uh, going to represent the people that are closer to you. Great. Thanks very much, Steve, for telling us about combat. As you know, Greece is made up of hundreds of islands and thousands of kilometers of coastline. If you're playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and exploring its vast, open world, it means you'll need to spend a lot of time sailing around on your ship. Let's hear how the audio team worked to make the naval experience in the game come alive. Lydia talked to Arnaud Libert, senior audio designer at Ubisoft Quebec, to learn more about the naval sounds in the game. Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, we are uh, momentarily switching off the in-game music and the uh, character folly, so we can better focus on the sound of the boat. And uh, today, as we approach the boat, uh, what the sounds that we are going to hear first are all the boat's uh, idle sounds. So uh, that's mainly uh, the waves crashing on the hull, uh, the deck creaking sounds, the rigging, the ropes, the, the crew. So... Let's hear that. And here in the back is our guitar player. So this is like our bass layer, the kind of things we'll hear on the boat all the time. Yes, exactly. This is really the, the idle state of the boat. And uh, as we can see, we have uh, a crew member fixing the deck right now. So let's climb on the mast now and uh, and listen to the, the rigging elements of the boat from the mass perspective. That's really nice, Arno. How did we uh, source all these sounds? I know we had some recordings. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you did it. Yes, actually, we had uh, some uh, source recordings from a 16th century galleon. So uh, we use those and uh, we mix them all with uh, sample libraries and uh, we've been doing a lot of editing and processing with all of that. Hey, cool whale. <laughs> Hello whale. 
So now let's dive into the water and uh, see how it sounds from the from underwater. Oh, that's nice. So I can still hear the the kifara player. I can hear the crew. It's a different perspective. Yeah, we can also hear the the cracking of the the hull underwater, which is pretty cool. So I suppose an important thing is how we're layering all these sounds together, how you've worked on what's important and not. Yeah, ex exactly. Uh, one of the, the main challenges was to, uh, to blend all these elements together. And uh, I think we, in the end, we did a really good job at that. Yeah, it sounds really nice. So let's get underway. Okay, Alexios is telling me let's get sailing and Barnabas is chipping in as well. Um, what are we hearing at this moment in the transition? Yeah, so uh, now the rowers are going at normal speed. So basically what we he we're hearing is the, the wind, we hear the, the resistance of the water against the hull. And now uh, the crew is singing. Yeah, so we created these ancient Greek sea shanties for the boat. It's really lovely to hear them mixed in with the sounds of the boat. And we've gone to travel speed now, so I can still hear the, the songs in the distance. What else am I hearing? Yes, uh, also uh, for the travel camera, we, we picked uh, some elements of the boat that we still wanted to hear from that perspective. So uh, we're he still hearing the, the resistance of the water. We hear the bow splashes, we hear the sails and the, and the chanties. So now we're boosting, so basically uh, the rowers are going full speed and uh, what we, we, we are going to experience is a lot more wind coming through and uh, we are now going to engage in combat. So speaking of combat, a lot of efforts were put into uh, designing all the sounds for the projectile volleys, all the impacts on the different materials, the wood, the water, the sails, all the destruction, the grinding on the boat. And speaking of destruction, I think we have a nice opportunity here to cleave this ship. That's nice. So we've got Alexios and Barnabas talking to us as well. They're giving us some context for what we're doing. Yes, Barnabas will uh, constantly give you indication about uh, gameplay elements, whether it's point of interest or anything. And now we are going... One of the interesting features of the, of the naval was also the, the drifting of the boat. So when uh, whenever you do a hard turn with the boat, all the, the water is pushing through the side, basically uh, splashing all over. So that's nice because we've got the different position of the audio there as you're traveling, as the camera's traveling with you to the boat. Yes. And now we're going to board. So I hear my crew reacting to me, urging me on. Yes, the crew is, uh, is pumped right now and uh, they will cheer you during uh, all the gameplay of the boarding. Okay, and the music's come back on now here for the combat, so we've switched that layer back on. Uh, when we're on the boat, we've got um, all of the sounds of the weapons of combat, um, uh, the special abilities, everything you can have in the game. But it's nice because it's slightly different with the combination of the water, and you can hear your crew in the background cheering you on. Yes, exactly. They will cheer you, and uh, every, every time you kill one of the, the enemy, it, they, they will do a, a single cheer. It's nice, it's a nice feedback with the audio there, making you feel like your boat's still there. So at 
the end of combat, you'll get a final victory cheer from your crew. And uh, then what, one of the things you can do is uh, loot the chests that are on the deck. Okay, great. So after I loot the chests, um, oh, and I can still hear my, my crew are reacting to that end of combat. That's really nice. And I hear another boat approaching me as well. So I loot the chests and then I move on to the, the next phase of the naval combat. Yes, the next phase is actually the slow sinking. So basically the hull is uh, right now filling with water and once it uh, reaches a certain threshold, it will uh, switch to the fast sinking mechanic. And from there, we can dive underwater and experience the boat from, uh, from that perspective. Oh, that's really nice because I can, yeah, I can hear the hull of the boat still creaking in the distance. Well, thanks very much, Arno, for taking us through uh, the sound of naval. Thank you. In the third part of this episode, we're going to delve into the music of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was written by the English musical duo The Flight, along with composer Mike Georgiades. Here's Lydia's discussion with music supervisor Jérôme Angelou. One of the great things about working on Assassin's Creed is that you have the opportunity to really research the time period and to really get into depth about the kind of music they had, how they used it, what was important to them. And because we had the boat, we knew that we could use the boat as a moment to make the source music really shine. We recorded ancient Greek sea shanties. We took pieces of uh, lyrics or texts or plays from the time period about subjects we thought sailors would sing about, for instance, love or victories in battle or being far from home. And we recorded these with a choir in Greece and also in Montreal. We did it with a male choir, but as you can hear now, if you have the female uh, crew on your boat, you can also have all of the uh, sea shanties in the female voice as well. But we didn't just write and record ancient Greek sea shanties. We also wrote original songs. So using a lyricist in the UK and a composer in Greece who'd worked on the sea shanties with us, we wrote songs about the game, reflecting the player's experience. And these unlock as you go through. For example, right now you can hear a song about Athens, the fate of Athens, the fall of Athens. And now, with the male choir, you can hear them singing a song about the great Spartan general, Leonidas. This is one of the first songs you get in the game. It's unlocked from the beginning, so you'll hear this all the way through. to find another way of using the original songs. So we have these musical crowd stations in the world. You can hear this lady singing and playing 
and they are singing a version of the Leonidas song. So you are constantly getting this reinforcement throughout the world of the importance of music in the world of Greece, in parties, in streets, in temples, in religious uh, ceremonies. Again, here's the Leonidas song, but now sung by a man playing the kithara and a woman playing the aulos. What is really interesting is that at any moment, one of the musicians can stop playing and the music change. Yeah, absolutely. So depending on how many musicians are in the station or the time of day or where you are in the world, where you are in the story, different things can happen or unlock. And here we hear another one of our original songs. This is actually a song from the perspective of your mother. And it's something you'll hear later in the game as you start to uncover the history of your family. And we got to research all these instruments, so we got to really think about how these instruments were used and the tonal scale. And we improvised some music with some Greek musicians in London as well, so that we could have lots of content. But now let's move on from the source music and talk a bit about the score. We can segue through one of our original songs that we've mixed the source and the score together. So, Jerome, tell us a little bit about this piece. Exactly. Uh, this piece is really interesting because it was supposed to be one of the source music and we decided to do a score version. And if it's really with the, be the beginning of the game because it narrates the, the odyssey uh, of the character. Yeah. And also, this melody was written by our composers. Yes. So it's the unique because it was part of the composition. You're hearing it in ancient Greek here, but we're talking about the idea of Odyssey, the idea of journeys, and the idea of also coming home. So in a second, we'll reinforce that by hearing our player character. Exactly. We merge with the, the real-world sound, having the player humming the song because it's probably something that he heard from his mother. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a nice touch to, to be able to transition with, between the score and the, the character. Yeah, he's uh, sitting there holding his blade and thinking about the memory of, uh, of his family. the Cyclops' men are <laughs> shouting at him. But we're actually going to move into some exploration music. So here we are on one of our Reach High Points. Can you tell us a little bit about how this music works and the kind of variety we had? So the, the Reach High Point has something that is really nice to feature the music uh, when we have this beautiful camera pan that reveals the quest and the land. And it's a... Uh, it's a design quite simple. When you approach the, the, the sync point, you have a quiet music that attracts you to the, the interact point. Mm -hmm. You interact, you have the beautiful music, and after the synchronization, you have this quiet piece that tells you, this is done, you can mm -hmm. go now. So you're transitioning back into the world Exactly. Here. 
and we have unique music per biome for the exactly. rich high points. Exactly, we have five biomes in the game and each music are really, really different. And this is a good example. So here um, we've switched off all the sound, we've left just the music. And this is the music from the uh, deciduous forest uh, biome, which is in the north of Greece. And this has a very different feeling. Can you tell us what you and the composers were trying to achieve with this music? We wanted a lot of mystery with that music because there is a lot of old forests, old trees, and you have a lot of temple and cave and weird stuff happening in that area of the game. So it was nice to be able to emphasize that with the voice, with something that is more modern, mm -hmm. the approach of the music. Mm -hmm. If you can remark, when we switch to the eagle, the music changed. The, the idea is to have something more eerie because we are far from the character, far from the ground. And also, because player choice and kind of reacting, giving player feedback is very important to the game, mm -hmm. that's another nice feedback. And this is a very important player feedback, which is stealth. Uh, stealth. Tell us a bit about how the stealth system is, is supporting the gameplay. So the stealth system is based on the origin uh, game. Uh, basically, we have three states of music, depending how much the guard uh, Detect you. Detect you and the action that you do. There is a relax mode when they don't see you. Mm -hmm. There is an inquiry mode. When and we're in that now yeah. because they have the question marks? Exactly. They are looking for something because they saw something they don't know what. And so there's an intensity exactly. movement in the music. We move the intensity and we have a third intensity when they detect you, but we are not in fight. Mm -hmm. So you can still escape. And the intensity move also when they discover a dead body, when they hear a, a sound mm -hmm. or they see you from afar. Mm -hmm. But now we are definitely not in stealth. We are <laughs> definitely in combat. Um, tell us a little bit about the different factions that we have combat music for and how this combat music is working to give the player their feedback. So because Let's face it, Assassin's Creed, there is a lot of fight in the mm -hmm. game. We try to find a way to avoid too much repetition in the music. So we have four factions uh, in the game. The Bandit, the Spartan, the Athenian, and the Cult Guard. So each music is very, very different. And we try to represent each faction. For example, with the... The pirate, it's more a gypsy style of mm -hmm. music, it's more jazzy. Yeah, so the bandits and pirates get this kind of up-tempo, exactly. uh, less serious music. Exactly. But still, depending on what I do, the music is changing in intensity. Yeah. Uh, we calculate the intensity of the, co the music combat based uh, on the difficulty of the fight. Meaning, if the opponent has a lot of level above you, well, depending on the level, the equipment, also if there is some elite character, mm -hmm. 
the music will change and become a lot more epic. Yeah. So, for instance, now I am fighting um, a more elite character, and yeah. I've been in the fight for a long time. So we're really hearing exactly. the intensity of music. Exactly, because the intensity also goes up, also based on the time that you are mm -hmm. in fight, and also based on the level of health that you have. So we're really feeding back to the player exactly. um, based on the choices they're making, the equipment they have, who they're fighting, mm -hmm. how high the level of the person is. Exactly. Yeah. Cassandra has finally finished her fight and she of course has to loot everyone now because exactly. we have to do that. We transition to the end piece of the fight and uh, the, the way we design the fight uh, music, the fight can restart instantaneously yeah. even if you are in the end of the, yeah. the fight music. So we can relax now, but thank you, Jerome, for talking you, about Olivia. the music. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks to Lydia Andrew for recording these interview sessions with her team. Additional interviews by Pierre-Olivier Coiffard and Romain Gauthier. Editing and mixing for this episode by Manu Bachet. For more from Game Makers, remember to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.